Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net Look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us, live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. Welcome everybody to see you. And today we have host Susan Reynolds with the topic of the USA solar return. So what is it that the United States will have on their upcoming birthday and the following year? So a solar return for astrologers starts the day of your birthday and continues all the way until your next birthday. So now what Susan is going to do, she's going, uh, well, she did already. She she pulled up the natal chart for the United States. And she's going to give us predictions and what energies are going to be affecting our country. And of course, if it's affecting our country, it's going to have some impact in all of us. So this is information that is relevant to all of us. So another thing that we want to mention is that Susan Reynolds is traveling people. So now she's going to other states in the nation this year. She's going to primarily do some states in the United States. 
and she's really looking forward for international traveling. So if you want to bring um, Susan to your town abroad, she's especially thinking on the UK or Canada, well, give her a call. Contact her at her website, www.exploreastrology.com. And also, for all our listeners that are hoping to have a one-on-one reading with Susan Reynolds, she's doing a special discount. But let's bring Susan to the show so she can let us know what's the promotion and how to contact her for that. And welcome to see you, Susan. Hey, Claudia. This has been such a busy year for me, and I have just been going and doing and running around and more than I had originally planned at the beginning of this year because in May I was in Virginia, in April I was in Colorado. Next month in uh, July, which is right around the corner, I will be in Georgia, and then in September I will be in New York. So I feel like I am just hip-hopping all over the United States. But I'm having great fun, and I'm so enjoying meeting people from all over the country. And sometimes they have the same concerns, and sometimes I'm like, oh, my goodness, I never thought of that. So I'm having a great time doing that. On July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, doing readings. And if you want to book an appointment with me, contact me through my website, www.exploreastrology, and I would love to sit down and read for you. So, yes, this has been a very busy and strong year, and knowing what's going on astrologically, I'm not a bit surprised. (laughs) (laughs) We have a very busy July coming up. Planets are starting and stopping and moving and going all over the place. So I want to talk to that and address that with everyone so you know what's coming up. But I also want to, because I'm meeting so many new people and enjoying that so much, I wanted to offer anyone who is a first-time client who books a reading any time between now and the end of July a 20% off just for fun because I feel like it kind of thing. Um, I do my Facebook posts every morning. And if any of you follow me on Facebook, every once in a while I'll just throw something crazy out there like it's 20% off day or if you ask a question, you get a free free another question. Or I just do all kinds of promotions as I'm guided to and as I feel like it. And So today I'm throwing out 20% off for all new clients. So contact me and get your 20 20% off, and we can sit down and see what's going on with you. So we are going to take callers today. If anybody knows their sun sign and wants to see what's going on with you, call in, and I'll be able to give you general predictions for what's happening in July for your sign. July is the special sign of cancer, and we are going to spend a few moments, maybe five or ten minutes, at the end of the broadcast talking about the sign of the month, which is cancer. So if you're a cancer or you know somebody who's a cancer or you deal with somebody every day who's a cancer, be sure to stay till the end of the show and hear all about that sign. And I do that every month for the sign of the month. And so 
we're going to talk a little bit about July and about what's coming up next month. Because as some of you may know, it's a big astrological month in that we have both the sun and the moon with an eclipse. On July 12th, we have a solar eclipse in Cancer. And on the 27th, we have a lunar eclipse in Aquarius. And when we have a solar eclipse, this is when the moon gets between the sun and the moon, eclipsing the light of the moon, uh, light of the sun. Hence, the sun is eclipsed. I always look at eclipses as what I call astrological wormholes. I don't know if any of you are big Star Trek fans, but I used to be a big Star Trek fan and used to watch it all the time. And they were always talking about wormholes. And if you got into a wormhole, it zipped you to another part of the universe in the blink of an eye. And this is what eclipses do. This is why I liken them to astrological wormholes. Eclipses can move us forward in the blink of an eye from one thing to another. And we may see it coming, and suddenly it speeds up, or it may be something that takes us completely by surprise. And we have to be ready for this, because one of the worst things that you can do with eclipse energy is to try to hang on to the old way of doing things, to something that has outlived its universe or its time to let go of. So the more that you are willing to change, to adapt, to let go, to grow, the easier this energy is to manage. But the more that you dig your little heels in and just throw a little temper tantrum like a two-year-old, no, 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 I like it here, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to move, I don't want to change, go away, the more that the eclipse is going to hit you upside the head. Because if you're trying to pit yourself against the universe, i got to tell you, I don't know that you're equal to that. The universe usually wins. It usually gets us to change. But it's much easier when we get to change on our terms instead of the universe's terms. And so often this comes in as a whisper. And then we ignore it. And it comes in as a nudge. And we ignore it. And then it comes in with a two-by-four. So usually we have that, that grace period, that time when we've got the whisper, when we've got the nudge. And so... Yes, July is going to be a big month for change, and it is supposed to be a big month for change, for letting go, for moving on. So take a look and see what in your life do you want to let go of? What kind of changes are you ready to make? Because I'm telling you July is going to help you make them. And that lunar eclipse in Aquarius, Aquarius is the sign of the unexpected. It is a sign of revolution. It is a sign of the forward thinker. You know, Aquarius doesn't want to sit there and do things the same old way. Aquarius wants to start dinner with dessert first. It wants to be unique and different and challenge society's norms. It's ready. It's a very restless sign in the sense that it seeks newness. It seeks what is unexplored. And so what areas of your life are are unexplored? What speaks to your heart? Cancer is a bit different. The solar eclipse in Cancer on the 12th, Cancer is a much more settled sign. Cancer is actually one of those signs that enjoys being in a rut. I can say this because I'm a Cancer, and Cancer loves being in a rut. They enjoy doing things the same way. They equate it with their security. 
And when cancer is asked to change or or a sign that is associated with cancer is asked to change, they sometimes don't embrace that maybe with great eagerness. They want a little caution. They want to think about it first. So now is the time to start to think about it and to start to reach out and be able to say, okay, I want this to happen in my life, and this is, this is what I'm going to do to make that happen. This is how I'm ready to bring that in, because July is going to support that. So not only do we have these very exciting eclipses happening in July, but we also have Jupiter, which has been retrograde for the last several months. Now, when I say retrograde, that is just in astrological terms. That means it looks like it was going backwards. The planets really don't physically move backwards, but it appears to be moving backwards. So we call it retrograde motion, as opposed to direct, which is forward and clear motion. So for these last few months, Jupiter's just been hanging around there, retrograde, not doing its thing, calming down, going backwards, and now... On July 10th, Jupiter is changing directions, getting its little forces together, gearing up, and is going to start to move forward once again. Many of you are going to notice projects that were on hold, oh, suddenly start to pick up again. You get a second wind. You're ready to go. You're ready to do. You're ready to to make those dreams come true. You know, Jupiter is the ruling planet of Sagittarius. And this can be especially powerful for Sagittarius because your ruling planet that was, you know, kind of quiet and taking a bit of a siesta is now gearing up and going, oh, I'm ready to go again. I've got a second wind here. And Jupiter is going to stay in the sign of Scorpio from now until November. And so this is going to give everybody a chance to feel more enthusiastic. Jupiter is a planet of expansion. And wherever it is in your chart, it expands those energies. Let's say it's in your 10th house. It can expand your career. Maybe you get promoted. Maybe you get a plum assignment. You know, maybe it's in your 9th house of sales and you're a salesman. Oh, wow, you're salesperson of the month. It expanded your sales. But it doesn't just, it's called the great beneficent, but it doesn't just bring good things. It brings a huge burst of energy. Wherever it is showing up in your chart, it brings things to fruition. It brings things to culmination. So if you've been working on something for a while and you haven't really seen the results that you want to, July may bring that to a head. Now you see the results. Now your boss is talking about that promotion. But let's say something has been limping along for a while. You don't like your job. You don't want to leave. You just you just kind of sitting there waiting for something to hit and something to happen. Well, guess what? July is the month when something may happen. You stand up and you say, you know what, I'm sick of this. I can get a better job. Or I'm putting my resume out there. Jupiter is a planet of action. And so I look for July to be an action-oriented month. You're ready to go. You're ready to do. You're ready to move things forward. You know, I'm also going to say that Jupiter, which is the ruling planet of Aries, is retrograde in the month of July. And so you've got one planet of action, Jupiter, moving forward. And you've got another planet of action, Mars, taking a siesta. So it's sort of like one side is ready to go and one side is eh, not so fast. So we can be pulled in two different directions. 
during the month of July. But Jupiter, um, sorry, Mars also happens to be in Aquarius, which is, again, avant-garde and future-oriented and very change-oriented. It's all about revolution and newness. So many of you are going to start to think about what do I want to bring in that's new? What kind of new steps am I ready to take? What have I never done, never tried? What kind of new goals and ideals do I want to create and bring into my life? I say starting to think about them because the energy is not moving forward, but it's there. It does not start to move forward again until towards the end of August. On August 27th, Mars starts to move forward. So for about the next couple of months, you're really thinking, you're really planning on one hand about some things, and you're ready to take some steps on the other hand. And then after Mars moves forward on August 27th, and both Mars and Jupiter are moving forward, watch out, world, because we're ready to go. We're not looking at any obstacles. We're a stand-aside world. We are here. Things really start to step up. So Jupiter is giving us the first steps, and I'm kind of glad that Mars is giving us a little breathing space so we can bring in what we want to, maybe more on our terms, because when we're more aware, we get to deal with it a little bit better. So I am going to say that the sun, obviously, is going to be in Cancer for most of the month. It's going to leave on the 22nd of July. But for most of the month, Cancer energies are going to be highlighted. And I'll talk more about Cancer at the end of the month. But for most of us, we're going to experience this with Cancer being a very emotional sign. And the sun is going to be there. So most of us may find ourselves having our emotions spill out. Now, some of us, the water signs, are usually pretty comfortable with sharing their emotions. But other signs are much more reserved, and they do not wear their heart on their sleeve, and they don't spill their guts to a stranger on the bus. You know, But we may all find ourselves boohooing a little bit more or being moved to tears by something. That may be a sunset. It may be the puppy commercial on television. It may be an international situation that touches our hearts. It may be a, a birth of a grandchild or um, a proposal from your spouse, a future spouse. We can be moved to tears and moved to deep emotion. So be aware of that and be prepared for that. It's a good time to talk about things that have been on your mind that maybe you've been holding inside. You know, this cancer energy gives us an opportunity. Hey, Susan. Yes? Sorry to, to oh, well, I just wanted to let you know that we have Marilyn with us, and we are, um, so she's ready for her reading whenever you are, because she might need to leave early. Um, I'm here, and I have your chart, and what is it that you would like to know about? Uh-oh, no, she she left. She laughed, okay. <laughs> well, it was meant to be. So uh, I'm sorry. So um, That's okay. Should Is there somebody else I should be talking to, or should I go back yeah, to what I was talking let's bring, about? Let's bring Jermaine, and we also have Katie. 
So let's ring first your name, and then we continue with talking about the U.S., okay? Okay. Jermaine, I understand that you are a Sagittarius. Yeah. And I'll do my best to answer any questions or let you know what the planets are doing. What did you want to talk about? I just want a predictive, predictive article that... uh, Right, okay, so you're looking to know what's coming up in the future for you. Right, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, in general, most Sagittarius have, have kind of had a tough few months. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and I am talking about this in general. But, you know, Jupiter has been, you know, hiding out in your chart for a few months. <clears throat> And so many Sagittarians have been feeling tired physically, maybe a bit discouraged, sometimes emotionally a bit down in the dumps. Now, the good news is I'm going to tell you that that's getting ready to change. The bad news is it's probably not going to change as quickly as you want it to change because you want it to change tomorrow. And it's not going to change tomorrow, but it is changing in November. And when this energy shifts in November, you are going to start to see everything changing. Physically, I think after November, maybe even early as October, but certainly by November, I see you having more energy. So I think physically, you will be feeling better. Also, I think your attitude is going to be better. I think you're going to be... Uh, more hopeful, you're going to be more optimistic, I think you're going to be ready to do things, it feels a little bit um, more physical, as if you could, you know, take some some steps, maybe start a special exercise program or, or do something along that line. But I love this, because as this energy moves forward in the fall, it is going to carry well into 2019. And so you not only get a nice burst of energy, it is there for many, many months. And as it stays there for so many months, I think there are new opportunities that can come in for you. And one of the things I like about an opportunity is that you get to say yes or you get to say no. It's your choice. And somebody says, well, Jermaine, we'd like you to try this. And you may say, that sounds fabulous. Let's go. Or you may say, no, I don't think so. Thank you anyway. Nothing is forced on you. But doors may open for you. And that's what I mean about opportunities. So as these doors open, you get to make the choice on whether you're going to step through or not. And so who doesn't want to have more choices and things going on in that area? So I do think that July may still be um, a little bit stressed with something going on, maybe in terms of your speech or talking or um, moving. It may be a a little bit limited or you may be struggling to kind of get to where you want to go a little bit. But that passes by August, so that's not going to be there for very long at all. And then, wow, maybe by September you're feeling some of this because I see some positive things here. I really kind of like some of these new energies that Jupiter is going to bring in for you. I will say that um, through July, through all of July, you have this Jup- uh, this Mars very busy and very active. 
So don't try to do too much at one time. Mars can be a little bit impatient. Its eyes can be bigger than its stomach. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can fit this in. So make sure you are pacing yourself and not trying to do things too quickly or too much too fast. I'm sorry, Claudia. Are are, are we ready for the next person? Yeah, we are. So thank you, Jermaine, for that. I hope this helps, Jermaine. (laughs) And, um, and yes, Marilyn is apologizing because her Internet is not working well, but... Um, we'll talk to her and try to reschedule. So let's bring okay. a birthday girl. Her birthday is June 26th tomorrow. So um, let's bring Katie and include her in our show today. Welcome, Katie, from New York. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, Katie. So you're mm-hmm. a fellow cancer like me. Happy birthday. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, and happy birthday to you, too. Yes, lucky us. So what can yeah. I tell you today? What are you looking to find out about? Um, I had a, a business meeting, and I really liked um, the company, and um, it would be a fantastic dream of mine for me to work with them. Um, mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you could please look into that. Um, he told me, you know, he's a little busy right now, so he'll get back to me once he gets He's going to be out of town for a bit. Um, but, yeah, I was just wondering if you can give me some insight on that opportunity. Okay. I will say I don't know what the job is in, what kind of field it is in, but cancers in general have Saturn uh-huh. opposing their sun this year. And uh-huh. in many ways, that's a little tough. <laughs> you know, Saturn yeah. is not Santa Claus. It brings in this sense of responsibility and suddenly life gets very real and we have to deal with all kinds of things we would much prefer to ignore and not have to deal but splat there it is saturn brought it into our our world and threw it at us and we have to find a way to make it work and so a lot of this uh, responsibility and a lot of what you're looking at is what do i want to do professionally what am i prepared to do what are my goals what are my dreams Sometimes this can mean we have to change our dreams. Our company goes under. Our department is downsized. We keep our job, but we have twice as much work for the same pay. You know, sometimes we get a new boss that we don't much like. But what I love about Saturn is that it gives us a sense of self. It gives us a sense of authority. When Saturn comes into our chart, this is when we start to look at our life. We look around at our career and we say, you know what, I can do as good a job as they can do. I'm going to put in for that job. I'm going to get that promotion. Or I'm going to look for another company that pays me more money. They'd be lucky to have me. Or I'm going to start my own business. I can do it. It brings in a quiet sense of self, of our values, of our ability. You know, cancer can sometimes undervalue themselves. Oh, no, poor little me. They put their light under a bushel. That's okay. You guys go ahead. And Saturn comes in, and it's like, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I love the fact that this is coming in, and I think in general getting a new job for you this year is going to be a positive thing because even though I think it would be more work, 
I think it yeah. will be work that you're capable of doing that might be exciting to you and busy to you kind of thing. Like you want the yeah. challenge. It's it's you're ready to get your teeth into something that is, is bigger and meatier for you. So, yes, I do think this is good. With Mars still being retrograde, I don't know what the time frame is, but I don't think you're going to hear back from them before July 10th. I think once okay. Jupiter turns direct, I think that's when you'll hear back from them. So, you know, obviously this is an astrological guess on my part, looking at the chart for cancer, but when planets are retrograde, things slow down. So don't be surprised if you do not hear as quickly as what you would want. But what I really like for cancer is that this year, you have, or really this month, this year you have, have Saturn in opposition, but this month you begin July, between now and July 9th, you have a lovely planet Venus in your area of money. So as you are negotiating with this job, I would ask for a nice, very healthy salary. Because wow. you're more likely to get it than other times. Venus, you know, astrologers always say Venus brings a gift wherever she goes. And Venus right now is in your house of money, wealth, and material goods. Wow. So I would not be shy about asking for what you're worth. In general, I don't have your specific chart, but in general, as I said, cancers can undervalue themselves, or they could be yeah. so thrilled that somebody wants them. They'll just, oh, I'll accept anything, you know, just to have this. I'm, I'm going to say talk to some of your friends and get a good idea of what kind of money do they think you're worth and how are they seeing your value, because my guess is it's going to be higher than what you see it as. And so go wow. with their ideas because I think they're going to be much more on the money. And so between now and July 24th, Mercury is also going direct. So there may be multiple meetings or multiple interviews. Don't let that throw you. That's very much in keeping with Mercury's energy right now. Then on July 25th, Mercury is going to go retrograde, again, looking like it's going backwards. So between July 25th, and August 18th, this is when things may slow down. If you have not gotten the, you know, higher yet, they may say we're going to postpone this or, oh, somebody you need to talk to is out of town or, you know, you they call you, you're not there, you call them back, they're not there, all this kind of Mercury retrograde crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't mm-hmm. let that... You know, that's not unusual. Even if you have been hired, even if you have started a job, you know, after July 25th, this is when the computers don't work or your ID didn't get made or, you know, things fall through the cracks. Just make sure between July 25th and August 18th, you are double-checking everything. You know, know, do the CYA thing and, and... you know, cover cover yourself with an email after the conversation that says, so if I understand correctly per our conversation, blah, 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 just so it's in writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. we're done. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Well, thank you, guys, and let me know about the job. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> oh, my mom says you sound fantastic. She she wants <laughs> she wants to talk to you. 
Well, tell her to contact me. I would be happy to read yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you both My very pl- much. My pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome, Katie. Um, so now we can continue with um, the USA, or yeah. we have another person. After you talk about that, we have someone in the chat room, but that person can wait. Okay, let me talk a little bit about the chart of the United States because some people out there, you know, this is a very fraught time in our nation's history and lots is going on. And um, I did want to talk about the chart because the United States has a birthday coming up. Our birthday is July 4th. And many people don't know that if we can find the birth of a country, every country has its own astrology chart, just like every person has its own astrology chart. Uh, pets have astrology charts. You know, um, let's say a business, the moment your business came into being, a business has a birth chart. And so you can run a chart. If you can figure out when it came into being, you can run a chart on it. And the United States has its own birth chart. And astrologers disagree all over the place as to the kind of, quote, correct chart for the United States. And some say it was at this time. Other people say it was at another time. And some people have gone back in historical books to try to see when the actual moment of signing was. Other people say, no, it wasn't even on July 4th. It was when the Articles of Confederation came into being. So there is quite a bit of, I will say, discussion about what's the correct astrology chart for the USA. I use the Sibley chart, which is what I would call, in general, the default chart. Most astrologers, I would guess, use the Sibley chart, and that's the one that I'm using. And it's very interesting to me to look at our chart, because our chart, with a birthday on July 4th, we are a cancer country. And so think about this, because cancer is a sign that rules emotion. And cancer can be very sensitive. And our nation is comfortable expressing emotion. Shoot, we express emotion all over the place. You know, we are um, telling you what we feel and telling you how this or that makes us feel. And we really have almost been leaders in the international community. And I see other countries getting more comfortable with sharing their feelings. Just recently I saw a special with um, Prince William and Prince Harry and, and Kate talking about how Harry went for therapy to talk to somebody about his mother's death. And this was unheard of in England, you know, even a decade ago. You had the stiff upper lip. But the United States shares, and this is why we see therapy and counselors and, you know, all of this about what are the feelings that are hidden because this is a cancer energy. Cancer also rules food, and our nation is known as the breadbasket of the world. The United States has fed many countries internationally that, you know, they're starving. Oh, the United States, we have lots. We are a nation of abundance. We have food. We are also, unfortunately, known as the fattest nation in the world. Our nation, you know, routinely, you know, has people at younger and younger ages being obese, eating food that is bad for them. We have um, addiction groups for people who are overeaters. You know, our country is a foodie country. We love our food. And that's because we are a cancer country. So 
I definitely see the cancer energy, you know, that we deal with every day showing up in our nation's chart. We are also a nation that has Sagittarius on the ascendant. And the ascendant is a sign that was rising at the time of birth on the eastern horizon. And when our nation came into being, Sagittarius was the sign that was rising. And the ascendant sign is one, it's almost like um, our introduction to the world. It's what people see first. Many of you know that when somebody meets you for the first time, they think of you as this way, especially reserved or very gregarious, or this, where you really know you're not always that way. You know the truth of who you are. But that initial meeting is often seen where the rising sign energy comes out. So the rising sign of a nation is how other nations or the world would perceive us. And we as a nation have Sagittarius on the Ascendant. And I love this. I love us being a Sag nation because Sagittarius is a sign that rules optimism. And you know they talk about that American spirit and that can-do spirit. And Americans are so bubbly and optimistic. Where think about many of the more reserved European countries, you know, they sort of, you know, that very quiet, very dignified energy. And our country is sort of like the St. Bernard puppy that, you know, bounds into the room and knocks you over and licks your face. You know, we just, we go fast and we have boundless enthusiasm and we have that wonderful, you know, American energy that other nations respond to. But we are also a bit like that St. Bernard in that we can make faux pas. Americans are sort of looked at as, you know, a bit uncouth, a bit, you know, abrupt. You know, we drink out of our finger bowl and and we have that youthful energy that we don't sit there, you know, talking about very dignified. We are out there, you know, oh, I love this. Don't you love it? You know, I think this is wonderful. Our enthusiasm is contagious, but that's how people often. We blurt out things at inappropriate moments, and we are not always the dignified nation. But that Sagittarian energy absolutely describes us. And so I love seeing it there, and it's one of the reasons that I really respond to the Sibley chart. And we also have the moon in our chart in Aquarius. And I don't know if you know this, but the United States has had more presidents born under the sign of Aquarius than any other sign. And that's a wonderful plus for our nation because it says that that president is in tune with the emotional needs of the country. And because Aquarius is a forward-thinking, future-oriented sign, it also says that we've had many presidents that are thinking about the future, that are ready to take our country into a positive, future-oriented reality, that they have vision. And this is what that kind of Aquarian energy is. Aquarius is also the sign that is very egalitarian. It looks at treat everybody the same. Everybody needs to be equal. You know, these are the principles and foundations that our country was born under. Everybody has one vote. Everybody's equal. You know, this was very new stuff a few hundred years ago. And yet this is why. Because Aquarius is so unexpected and revolutionary, it can take very abrupt action. And so think about our country, born in revolution. 
we revolted against the rule of the British. No, we want independence. If you are married to an Aquarius, Aquarius yourself, or the parents of an Aquarius child, you know how important that independence and freedom is to our country. And so we hold those freedoms to be very dear and very important to us. And that's part of this moon in Aquarius. So I definitely see who our country is reflected in this chart. Now, I'm going to say, just as I was speaking to Jermaine earlier, he was a Sagittarius, and the United States in our country's chart has had pretty much the same situation as individual Sagittarians have had. We have had Jupiter, planet of boundless enthusiasm and optimism, sort of stuck a little bit in the 12th house. Now, the 12th house is not a bad house. I love it because this is the house of our spiritual connection. This is the house of um, getting a reading. This is the house of self-care. How do we take care of ourselves? Are we going to have a spa day? Are we going to get a mani-pedi? You know, what do we do to be good to ourselves? And remember that, yes, we need help too because most of us tend to be givers. So I like the 12th house in giving us insight and understanding into who we are. But it's not always comfortable, you know. Talking to a therapist is not always comfortable. Sometimes we have to, you know, sort of hang our head. Oh, yeah, I guess I did kind of act like a jerk. And that's not fun for us to have to face. We always think we're right. We don't want to have to admit we may not have been perfect. But Jupiter brings us that awareness of ourselves. Sometimes we don't like that, you know, because our energy, our outward energy, tends to dim a little bit as our inner energy grows. We don't see as much outer action, and it can be a bit depressed sometimes. We may not like what we see, and we get depressed. If you think about these last few months, we have seen several high-profile suicides. Mm -hmm. I'm just shocked at the number of people that I'm hearing about on the news who have taken their life. Suicide hotlines are saying they are inundated with callers and that all of this is going on in our nation. And it's part of that Jupiter kind of forcing us into a lot of self-reflection. And we don't always feel we can act. But this is also, just like for Jermaine, for the United States, this is getting ready to change. And I think it is getting ready to change in a very significant way. Specifically, on November 9th, Jupiter is going to leave the sign of Scorpio, and it is going to move into Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is all the things that Scorpio is not. Scorpio is secretive. Scorpio is private and reserved. Scorpio is, is intense and sometimes extreme. You know, Scorpio has deep feelings but doesn't always want you to know them. But Sagittarius is just the opposite. It's light. It's bright. It's forceful. It shares everything with everybody. And so I think a little bit before November, I think certainly by October, maybe as early as September, we're going to start to see the mood of the nation changing. I think we are going to start to see a lot more self-expression 
by American citizens. And I'm not sure what kind of expression that's going to be because we are a very independent country, but I would certainly look for more organizations happening. I would look for more marches on Washington. I would look for more grassroots development. I would definitely look for Americans, regardless of your political beliefs, because an astrology chart is not political. It's not about any party. It's about the nation's future, past, present, and future. It's a birth chart of the nation. I definitely see a lot more demonstrations, a lot more marches on Washington, a lot more vocalness coming up from the grassroots and coming up from the people. They are going to want to talk to their government. They are going to want their government to hear them, and they are going to be pretty loud about it. Not only does this energy come in in November, in the fall, but it is going to stay there through much of 2019. Jupiter and Sagittarius also rule the justice system. It rules the courts and lawyers and our legal system. So we may see a lot of things going on in terms of the Supreme Court, in terms of court decisions, in terms of legalness in terms of anything that has to do with the sense of our country's laws and courts and the rule of law, we are going to see this really come up for discussion. Now, you don't have to discuss it. You can turn off the TV, but it's going to kind of be in the air. You know, it's just going to be around us, and it almost sometimes may seem like we can't get away from it. You know, it's like sometimes we all just need to, like, turn off the television, you know, you know, take a break kind of thing. But I definitely see this moving forward. The 12th house is so much about secrets, and the first house is so public. I definitely think that many of the legal things that are going on right now behind the scenes as, as a nation, as a public, we're going to start to see them coming forward pretty soon, in late 2018 and going into 19, All the things that were done in secret are going to start to come out and be public. We are certainly going to see more arrests. We are going to see a lot more vocalness on all spectrums. The left is going to be more vocal. The right is going to be more vocal. The middle is going to be more vocal. The uninterested are going to be more vocal. <laughs> it's loud. It's not necessarily tuned into any channel. So be aware of that. Now, right around the corner, um, Venus is in Leo. And in our chart right now, Venus in Leo is moving into the ninth house. And the ninth house is international. It is about immigration. Venus usually calms things down. Venus is usually like, can't we all just get along and let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. So I do think between now and the next few weeks with this Leo energy moving in there, I do think we're going to see uh, some things calming down and some improvements in terms of immigration, in terms of the rhetoric and, and the anger and so much of what we see going on now. So I think maybe some compromises may be able to be reached. And I think that's a good thing. And I'm excited about that. So I'm also going to ask if anybody has any questions about 
the nation of the chart because I know we have some other people waiting and I certainly want to, but I'm also keeping my eye on the clock. I want to make sure I talk to people who have personal questions. I want to talk to people who have questions about the chart and I want to make sure I don't forget cancer at the end of this broadcast. So, you know, no matter how yeah, fast I talk, I want to make sure I get everything in. I know. And we do have a caller. We have Maria and she is, she's a May. May 15 girl, and she is in New York. Okay. All right. I love New York. So, welcome to the show, and what can I help you with? Maria? Publish. Yes. Uh, so, what is your question? What, what is she made this a couple of months? Oh, Okay. What do I see coming up for you? Well, I will say that in May, Uranus changed signs, and it moved from Aries into Taurus. And so I will say that you are being asked to change and to make changes. And so between this past May and going through August, I definitely think that you need to make sure that you stay flexible and be willing to change and be willing to adapt. And I know this is not what you would want to do, but your chart is asking you to do that and asking you to be open to that. In July, I definitely see a lot of energy happening for you around the home and the family. So this may be family members coming to visit. This may be you going to see them. This may be a family reunion you take part in. It may be something you do to your house. You may decide you want to paint the walls or redecorate the bedroom or you know remodel the kitchen or change something in your home to make it more beautiful. You know, you may already be thinking about that. And this is a wonderful time to beautify your home and make it your own little oasis. I also see, I don't know if you are married or single, but Jupiter turning direct on July 10th is in your area of love and romance. So from July through the end of the year, I see, well, from July through November, I see Jupiter here ready to amp up your social life. So this is a good time to get out of the house, to spend time with friends. If you are married, these next few months is a good time for you and your spouse to go on a vacation, to spend time together, to you know reconnect, to enjoy one another's company. And if you are single and you would like to be with somebody, these next few months between now and November is a wonderful time to date and to play the field a bit. It's very social. So regardless of romance, you're going to be spending time with friends. You may be going on day trips, getting out of the house. Taurus can kind of like to stay home and be comfortable. But right now and for these next few months, you're being asked to to get up and to get out and to do. And it's going to calm down later on. But for now, I would make sure that you are connecting with people, family, friends, romance. It's very, very people-oriented for you. So did that kind of give you an answer? My husband and passed away. I'm a widow. Uh, okay. Pesca, you see, I'm going to go in Italy this year, me and my daughter. I think that's lovely. I would hope you go before November. 
because after November the energy calms down a little bit, but I think you and your daughter are going to have a very good vacation. Jupiter is moving forward, and I think it's a very time, positive time for you. And again, positive time with family. Congratulations. I think you are going to have a great trip, and I'm glad you're going. So, Thank Claudia, you. who else? You're, my pleasure. Who else do we have on the line? Uh, we have in the chat room, and this is um, in the chat room, he's, he is saying, I'm a Scorpio, and I, ha- I have been looking for a job. Um, in my family, both my brothers have gotten a job recently, and I uh-huh. just keep applying, and there's no responses, nothing clear And no matter what I do, nothing happens. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Well, I don't think there's anything (laughs) wrong with you. Um, And sometimes it is the kind of question that I would need to see your own personal natal chart because there may be things in in a certain way that, that are blocking that that I could see. But for right now and in general, you know, Scorpio has had Jupiter and still has um, Jupiter in the sign of Scorpio, but it has been retrograde. And up until July 10th, it is going to stay that way. But after July 10th, it starts to move forward. So I do think you are going to get a job, and I do think you are going to get a job in a few weeks. I think after Jupiter wakes up and starts to move again, I think that is a good time for you to get a job. I am going to actually encourage you between now and July 9th to be putting out as many resumes, cold calling, you know, do everything that you know to do to put yourself out there because Venus is actually at the top of your chart offering you help and support. So don't be shy about telling family, friends, everybody, I'm looking for a job, I'm looking, you know, go back and call companies you may have submitted a resume to. Um, You know, Scorpios are very reserved, and they don't want to seem pushy, and they don't like to, you know, be very public about things. But this is where I'm going to ask you to, to be a little public and to push a little bit, because it's actually a positive energy, and I want you to take advantage of it. After July 25th, and between July 25th and August 18th, Mercury is retrograde. And that may slow down the process a little bit. But I will also say, after July 22nd and going through August 21st, the sun is going to be up there at the top of your chart um, in your area of career. And so I think between now and the end of August, you're going to get a job. And that's that's two months, <laughs> you, know, you know, eight or nine weeks, I do think you're going to get a job, and I do think it's right around the corner. But not quite yet, but so close. Uh, he says he's jumping in joy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so All right. Well, up. I know that that we are pretty close to our time, and I want to make sure that I talk a little bit about the sun sign cancer and, and what they're like and give – cancer their time of the month and if we have time after that i'll take somebody else but if we don't then just call in next month because i always like to make sure that i am a woman of my word and if i promise that we're going to do you know each sign at the tail end of the program every month i want to make sure i stick with that now the sun sign cancer really goes from around june 20th or june 21st through july 21st And this is a sign that is ruled by the moon. And we know that the moon changes signs every two and a half days. 
And so the ruling planet for cancer goes into a new sign every two and a half days. That's a lot of changing. And if you know a cancer, you know their moods can change very quickly. So one day you go and they're up, and the next day you go see when they're down. And yes, I hate to say it, but cancer can be kind of moody. And when they are up, they are the best, most fun people. And when they are down, you just can't get away from them fast enough, to be quite honest about it. Because they can be kind of crabby. They can be kind of cranky when they're in, in a down phase. But now you know why. So cut them some slack. Because those moods change in the blink of an eye. Because the moon is zipping around the zodiac, doing all kinds of things. So remember that cancer is the first sign that is a water sign. And as such, it is a sign that rules emotions. And cancers are very sensitive. They're also very intuitive. All the water signs are pretty intuitive. But cancer, you know, takes that intuitive sense and it combines it with a sensitive spirit. And they end up knowing what you are going to feel even before you feel it. They can really read people very well. But the thing is, they know what you're going to be feeling. You don't always know what they're feeling. And because they're so sensitive, it's very easy to accidentally hurt a cancer's feelings. And most of the time, they're really bad at telling you that. Cancer is a crab, and it, it shies away from things and moves sideways. And it's not always very direct. So you kind of have to figure out that you hurt their feelings and what can you do to fix it. So they don't usually just say, you hurt my feelings when you took that piece of cake. You have to kind of stop and think about it and maybe coax them out of their shell a little bit. Cancer children especially can be very quiet, very shy. They go to the end of the line. They you know, can be a little insecure. You have to kind of coax them into play dates and getting out there. Now, there is a smaller percentage of cancers I see that are the life of the party. They are the ones dancing with the lamp top on their head. They can tell the best jokes. Cancer, regardless, has this goofy, offbeat sense of humor that just takes you by surprise. And you meet this kind of cancer, and you're just like, what are they talking about? This person is not shy at all. you know. Um, but they're usually in the minority. Um, it comes out a little bit more if cancer's had a glass of wine or a beer. Then you start to see that goofy sense of humor and that wild side come out. You know, They're usually the ones hiding in the corner at parties or in the kitchen talking to the caterer. And that's another thing. Cancers are usually foodie people. They love food. If you have to give a cancer bad news, take them out to a restaurant <laughs> or bake them a cake or something because it will soften the blow. <laughs> cancers... You know, usually cancers love to cook, but I know several cancers that don't cook at all and use their oven for drying their clothes or something, you know. But most cancers are interested in food, even if they don't cook. Many of them are gourmet cooks or chefs. Most all of them love to go out to eat. They love to draw family around them for, you know, big meals or fun times. Remember, cancer is a sign that rules home and family. And so family can be big with cancer. If you are dating a cancer man or woman, do not insult their mother. You will not have another date. You know, I can tell you this right now. They do not take mother-in-law jokes well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're usually very close to their family. You know, they usually have very strong family ties, and you want to be very respectful of that. But don't think that this sign does not have a practical side. 
Because if you talk to cancers, they have usually started saving money when they got their allowance at five years old, and they've been saving ever since. Most cancers have a few dollars put away for their old age. They are big on security, and having money in the bank is what spells security to them. They don't like what is cheap or shoddy. They will invest in the more expensive car because they think it's a safer car and a better car, and they're getting value for their money. So it's not about being cheap because they're not. They have a very generous side, and they will offer money to their family and friends at the drop of a hat. But they also want, they have that practical side that says, I want to get good value for my money. And I know I've talked about how shy they are, but don't underestimate them. They have strong leadership qualities. And this is one of the cardinal signs, and it is a sign of leadership. And if you watch, watch how often they get their way in their family. Watch how often everybody ends up doing what cancer wants to do. They may not be in your face about it, but let me tell you, (laughs) they manage to get things done. They do it without hurting anybody's feelings, and everybody is on board, but it's in a very gentle way usually. So they are leaders. They are usually very empathetic to other people, and they are natural-born mothers. Regardless of their gender, they are very, very nurturing. And if you have a cancer in your family or you're romantically involved with a cancer, then you know just how kind and loving and nurturing a cancer person can be. So that is the cancer energy for July. Now, and as a cancer myself, we all have our high side, we all have our low side. There's no sign that's all wonderful, and there's no sign that's all negative. We're all a combination of those kinds of qualities. So I'm going to ask Claudia, where are we on time? And are we exactly at one, or are we a few minutes past, or just before? It's just a minute past, so it's perfect. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I did it. I got it all in. And it's one o'clock, and I didn't go over too bad. No, it's perfect. So, and you got all the information. And of course, if anyone wants a little bit more um, detail, you have a lot of information on in your website www.exploreastrology.com. And also, if you follow um, Susan Reynolds on Facebook, every day you post where the moon is and how is it affecting our lives because. It, it changes times every two days. So every two days, it changes the the effect it does on us. So it's good information always to follow Susan Reynolds in either her website, her blogs, or Facebook. Okay. Well, I am thrilled to be here and able to talk to people and share my love of astrology. So check out my website, contact me for a reading, and check out my Facebook page. And I offer lots and lots of free things to everybody about astrology. So I hope you have a wonderful July, and I will see you at the end of next month. Thank you. And, yes, the next show is in July 30. So put it on your calendars. And thank you, Susan, for being here. And everybody, please share, share, share. And for now, enjoy the rest of your week. And remember, CBO is with you Mondays and Fridays at noon.
Thank you, Susan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Claudia. I'll see you next month, too. Bye. Bye.